Sweet. All right, here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Usually on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel, but the little man is in school, back in school right now. Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Oblivion Beach, who has a new album called Cold River Spell, which is released on October 10th via Schwarzdon Productions. Right now, I'm being joined by Elade to share some more information about what the band has been up to during this time and a couple of tracks from the album. So, Elade, welcome to the show. Thank you, John, for very much for having me. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. Absolutely, my good man. Now, I guess one of my first questions is with a release in October, one of two things I've discovered have happened this year. Either it was always going to be released in October and nothing's changed, or you guys were actually going to release it earlier, but it got pushed out. I uh, know it was um, the original plan, actually. We were heading for, you know, the autumn season. It's a good place to put out some metal albums, rock albums. So, yeah, it was the plan. Yeah. Okay. So that takes me to so my next question. Takes me to my next question then with the COVID situation. Did the year then not really change so much for your guys' plan minus shows? I, yeah, not, not that, much, that much. You know, we're a small band, a starting band, so uh, we didn't have like big plans already that would, would have been screwed up by the COVID. Uh, well, actually, right now we're just waiting for the Finnish officials to. Uh, put out the guidelines for the October, whether there's going to be any shows in Finland. We have one booked in uh, three weeks. So uh, we're just waiting for the news. Is it going to happen or not? Wow. So, yeah. so, bas- so basically each month you guys are just kind of sitting there waiting to see if something... Yeah, that's basically it, you know. And <laughs> it could be just a few days' notice when things get cancelled, so... That's the deal right right now. Okay. Okay. Now, let's go and chat about this record then. Okay. Cold River Spell. Yeah. Go ahead and take us through this record. What should we expect from this record? And and when I hear the term or the word or the title, Cold River Spell, it almost makes it seem like there is a theme or maybe even a concept to the record, or am I just thinking too much into it? Well, you got a right lead maybe there. You know, it's not a concept album in a, in a complete sense, but uh, there's a, a nature theme coming through a bit. And, uh, you know, those words kind of uh, appear here and there, and the theme of coldness and otherworldliness yeah it's there okay very cool now one of the tracks you wanted to chat about was electric forest and you mentioned that the nature nature theme is definitely there so i guess take us through electric forest what is this track about well yeah you know it's about a kind of a relationship with between uh two well let's say entities could be persons, could be spirits or something like that. And uh, also about a force that comes between these two and starts to, you know, mess things up. So that's what this song is about. Okay. 
<laughs> Try, trying, trying to be a bit bit obscure here. <laughs> You're doing an excellent job of being incredibly obscure, which is fantastic. So, I'm watching the music video to see if I can figure out what's going on. Yeah, I think it explains a bit, you know. So everyone listening, be sure to check out the video too. Yeah, which they can do so by going to today's show notes at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca and go and check out the music video for Electric Forest. And this is an incredibly unique space that you guys are in. Did you guys end up finding this space or is it a few different spaces? Did you guys make the graffiti yourselves? Uh, no, yeah, it's a, it's a real cool place in, um, in Finnish Lapland in, in the town of Rovaniemi, uh, just on the border of the Arctic Circle. It's an old warehouse, kind of. It's a big complex. It's been abandoned for a couple of years. And uh, of course, the graffiti has appeared and uh, all the windows have been broken. But uh, it's a, it was a really cool space to shoot the music music video. And uh, yeah, sadly, it's going down, I think, pretty soon now. But yeah, those, those kind of places, they're so cool. Yeah, was it like a shopping mall? Is that why the mannequins are there? Uh, no, we brought them with us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just, just a car know, full this, of mannequins. This, this, uh, the old uh, organ that appears in the pictures, that was there already, and uh, some other stuff too, like the chairs and stuff like that. But we brought the mannequins, yeah. <laughs> But it used to be a warehouse, I think, and also some kind of spaces for artists, you know, studios for rent also. Yeah. Is it a far, was it a far trek for you guys or do you guys live in that area? Uh, at the time, part of us were living at the area, yeah. But now we moved to more central Finland, so... Mm-hmm. Closer to civilization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, obviously, I'm looking it up right now. There's a lot of tourism. You know, you can go for sleigh rides and things. Yeah. Uh, what's it? What's it like up there? Is there a lot of people up there? Is there a population up there? Is it just tourism? Well, in the normal circumstances, yeah, there's a lot of tourists in in Rovaniemi, actually. You, can, you don't see anyone else in the center but the tourists. But of course, now it's totally different, of course. But uh, And Lapland is going through a very hard time now, of course, with the loss of all the money coming from the tourism. But it's a small town, so tourists really spice it up when they are there. I bet. I'm looking at these yeah. ig an igloo hotel. Oh, yeah. Doesn't. Nice and expensive places. <laughs> I'm honestly trying to imagine the point because I'm in Canada. So if I want to go into a real igloo up north, I can. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to come all the way down here. <laughs> yeah. uh, groovy. Now, one of the other tracks we we're going to chat about today is Ryder. And I thought that uh, this was interesting because... Music videos have been made for The Dive, Electric Forest, and Teachings Outside the Garden, uh, or at least yeah. si uh, single releases. So I guess, why Ryder? Uh, first of all, 
wanted to pick up a song that's not out yet. That's one one reason, and uh, I think it's an in interesting song. This writer, it's a bit of an odd child on the on the on this group. So I think it's a nice nice song to talk about. I hope other people find it interesting too. Okay, so talk about it. Tell us about it. Who is the writer? Yeah. What is the writer? What uh, are you yeah. writing? <laughs> yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> Uh, this, uh, I think this song is also uh, lingering around the theme of uh, some kind of relationship, once again, between things, persons, something. And there's also, also uh, an external force entering the uh, frame, which is the writer here. So uh, these two songs make kind of a pair, I think, in the theme-wise. So there's this uh relationship between entities and an external force interrupting messing things up so basically it's kind of a, talking about the same kind of thing, situation as the electric forest so well, yeah, getting just... down to quite a personal level on one spot and then taking some distance and introducing some mysterious stuff yeah yeah, you mentioned mysterious stuff there, and even you know the very beginning of the song, the atmosphere of the track is is struck immediately with the the dissonant chords that are being slammed in my ear holes. Yeah, that's a super nice tritone chord. <laughs> Couldn't resist using it. <laughs> Thanks to Tony Iommi for inventing the. For, for using this interval, I think it's the first time in 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 rock music. It was Iommi using the this tritone interval, which is based which this song is based on. Okay, well, so was it a direct thing? Like you said, one day you're sitting down to practice with the metronome, and you're like, "Man, I should write a song based on this interval," or it just kind of happened. Kind of happened, you know. It's it just sounds so cool when you play it to me. So uh, <clears throat> it wasn't planned, but you know, I just knew it. I had to use it when I came up with that riff. So yeah, <laughs> dissonance is it appeals to me. Mm -hmm. Well, and then something else as well uh, accompanying it, and you know, I know it. Part of the genre is is doom, and doom kind of has a big, you know, juicy, fuzzy sound to it. But I guess maybe mm. take us through a bit of the the guitar tones or bass tones or the culmination of what we're hearing on the record because uh, it really suits the riff and really helps to engender the the atmosphere of, of at least that track. But I mean, across the whole album, there's definitely an atmosphere. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm really happy about the guitar tones. I used uh, Orange Dark Terror Head and a, a super cool Laney, I think it was Super Group 100 from the 60s. And I, I got it from my friend and he told me that it's probably the same make and model that Iomi used in the, in the era of the early Sabbath. So I was really thrilled to have that one. It actually fried out during the 
recordings, but I got the main riffs done, so I'm glad. <laughs> so British amps, pretty much on the guitar side. And I like I like the guitar tone to be fuzzy and dirty and you know not the modern kind all polished guitar tone but the dirty one and hairy hairy distortion you know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I'm looking it up right now I've never I've heard of the brand but I've never heard of the amp itself. I just kind of always assumed that Iomi used Marshalls, but it doesn't surprise me that uh, it looks like quite a few people uh, during that time were using this amp. Yeah, it's super loud machine, you know, it's 100 watts and full amp, uh, full amp tone. So, you know, it was blowing up the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet the ceiling was coming down and everything. Yeah. Now, I guess my next question is when you plugged into this amp and knowing what you, you know now about, you know, who, who's played through this amp and everything, did you have expectations? And then when you plugged in and started playing, were those expectations met or did you have to tinker around a little bit? Oh, it was the instant doom machine, you know. I didn't have to tweak it at all. It was just plug and play and it was a killer tone right, right from the start, you know, incredible tone. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Not too Very much tweaking around in the studio. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Sometimes guitar players spend way too long on guitar tone. Yeah, yeah. That's not me, you know. Not at all. I, I want to get into the playing and tracking, you know, instead of tweaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say more of, more of the guitar tone comes from, you know, getting into those riffs rather than what, what's said on the amp. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, Laurie, I don't know that I'd have too many other questions regarding we covered the tracks, we covered the album, we covered coronavirus, we covered how you're doing today, we covered tourism in northern Finland. Um, yeah. <laughs> we could talk about cinnamon buns and meatballs maybe, you know, uh, yes. a couple, couple of staples. But... Uh, <laughs> Other than that, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about? Yeah, I would like to uh, notify everyone uh, in case our show gets cancelled, which is most likely now. We're going to plan a something like Facebook live stream gig in the near future. So uh, hook up on our Facebook page to get up, get the news about the stream we're gonna do it and it's gonna be fun yeah that actually brings up uh, another question is um with regard to coronavirus have you guys been doing a lot of live stream uh shows or acoustic sets uh to keep the fans engaged uh yeah we're actually planning the first first one now and uh we've been training like hell and we're in a good shape uh live wise so uh we're really waiting for, looking forward to doing the stream and doing the live live gigs when it gets possible, hopefully soon. So yeah. 
Cool. All right. Well, then I'll have the link to the Facebook up on today's show notes. So if you're listening in and you want to check it out, go and go to today's show notes, www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. There you'll go and see the music video for Electric Forest, some more information about uh, today's show, and then as well, the link to the Facebook for Oblivion Beat so that you can go ahead and stay in touch if you are on Facebook, and then you can watch the live stream. Uh, now, for any of us who are not on Facebook, do you guys also do stuff on YouTube? Uh, not right now, but maybe we, we should consider this. I'm not much of a YouTube user myself, but maybe I should look into it, you know. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we could uh, stream it through the Labels YouTube channel or something like that. So, yeah. Great. I need to look into this. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you are welcome. All right. Well, Elari, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Uh, thank you, John, for having me.